0: Hello and welcome to the course. I'm your host today, Lee, and I'm speaking with Associate Professor Damon Jones from the Harris School of Public Policy. Professor Jones conducts research in economics on inequality, tax policy, and household finance, as well as the impact of government policy in those areas. He also teaches undergraduate, master's, and PhD courses related to economics, Professor Jones is here to talk to us about his career path and how he became a University of Chicago professor. Welcome to the course, Professor Damon Jones. It is great to have you with us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Damon, can you start by giving me a general overview of your career path from your undergraduate college years all the way to becoming a professor at the University of Chicago?
1: Two major things about my undergraduate studies. I was very interested in topics related to inequality, um, and in particular, in certain types of areas, like urban areas, such as the types of places where I came from in New Jersey. And so that led me to be interested in social sciences. I was also very strong in math, or I liked math. And so I also just like taking math courses. So I started out as an urban studies major with a math minor. And I had trouble connecting those two fields. They were just kind of going in parallel, but like independently. And then eventually I got the chance to switch my major to public policy. And the, where I majored in public policy, it was a very econ focused public policy major. So I took a lot of econ courses and I was able to find a way to merge my skills in math, my quantitative skills with my interests in social sciences. And so that's how I became interested in that type of uh, that area, public policy. I had a few professors that encouraged me to think about a PhD doctoral studies based on our interactions in the classroom. And then another professor was my mentor and really had wanted to encourage me to go into uh, get a PhD. I then had to decide which field I would go into. I was considering political science and economics because I was a public policy major. One of my mentors really pushed me to go into economics. And in part, he saw that I had a lot of quantitative skills. And that's a huge part of getting into the economics field. And so he felt that I had a unique um, ability to do that. And also as a, as a black student, there were very few that were going into economics. And so he also thought that was a good opportunity as well. Those were some of the advisors that gave me some advice to go into that field. Once I decided I wanted to go into economics, I was close to becoming a senior in college and I realized, okay, well, I need to figure out what this field is about and if I'm going to go into it, if I, if I like it or not. And I was a little late to the game. So economics is a field where you have to prepare and take certain courses ahead of time in order to be a competitive applicant. So I had to do a lot of things on the back end to make my application strong. I took extra classes in the summer after I graduated in math and other macroeconomics courses, just to make sure that I could put on my application good evidence that I'm, you know, a quantitatively skilled applicant. The other thing that happened after I graduated is I worked as a research assistant at a think tank in Washington, DC, the Brookings institution. And so there found I got exposed to some topics that became part of what I did my dissertation on. I learned about some tax policies and earned income tax credit. This was not an area that I was familiar with tax policy, but um, I got interested in it. While I was there, I also volunteered with a nonprofit as a volunteer tax preparer. And so that was something that, you know, it seemed like it was interesting. I could learn how to do my own taxes. But then I realized that there were all these interesting questions in that area. Um, There were a lot of low-income families who were getting big tax refunds. I didn't know why they were getting big tax refunds. It was a big financial event for them. They have big decisions to make. And so these are questions that I brought with me when I went to graduate school. I was able to get into graduate school. I went to the econ program at UC Berkeley. And there I took my experience in the field working as a volunteer tax preparer and also the connections I made in that area to do more research in that area. And I ended up finding an advisor that worked in that area as well, uh, Emmanuel Saez, who works in the tax policy area. So uh, it was like a perfect storm for me to study those topics. And so I was in graduate school um, there for five years, and I did some field research and other research related to how low-income families are affected by tax policy, how it affects their financial decisions that, that they have to make. And that was what went into my dissertation. And after that, after you finish graduate school, you go on a job market and you try to get a job in academia. I was fortunate to get um, a job at the University of Chicago at the Harris School. And also I got an opportunity to do what's called a post um, a postdoc, a postdoctoral fellowship. And that allowed me before I started at Chicago to spend one year at Stanford. So I went back to Stanford. So I didn't mention but my undergraduate was at Stanford. I went back there to do a postdoc for one year, and then I was gonna go to Chicago. So I spent one year at Stanford and that gave me a year to just focus on my research. I taught one class, but I was able to teach my first class uh, without as much pressure and use that experience when I came to Chicago. So I spent one year at Stanford as a postdoc and then I showed up at the University of Chicago to begin as a assistant professor. In that position, you, know, you work, uh, you do research, you also teach, and uh, those are the two main parts of your job. In particular, with your research, you are a new professor. You start writing new papers. You're trying to get them published. You're trying to disseminate them to other people in your field so that they know you and you have a good reputation. And if that works out later on down the road, you go up for tenure. So I just recently went up for tenure. I was promoted at University of Chicago, and um, that's a short version of. Uh, where I started how I ended up where I was
0: how would you explain your current research interests to someone who doesn't have much prior knowledge of how economics works
1: yeah i would say well economics is a field where we study it's a social science field we're primarily interested in what how people what people do the decisions that people make how people interact within the economy and how that leads to economic trends and changes over time. And so I focus on what's called microeconomics. So I focus on people, their families, the households they live in, and I try to study their economic conditions, the choices they make, the forces that in, that they face that lead them to the decisions they make. Um, I'm particularly interested in inequality. So I look at the economy and I look at how resources are distributed across different types of people, different groups, different places, and uh, how they are unequally distributed and what leads to those patterns. Tax policy. You might think of tax policy as uh, the government taking a part of your paycheck or collecting sales tax when you buy things. And I study that. But the part of the tax policy that I'm interested in is that in addition to taking taxes from people, the government also redistributes and gives other people resources back. Um, The government also allows some people to do some things at a a lower cost than others. And so the government does a lot of redistribution. That is moving resources from one person to another, one group to another. So I study how tax policy redistributes resources. And and that could make things less unequal. It can make things more unequal depending on the policy that you're looking at. I'm also interested in household financial behavior. And what that means is at a household or a family, when they're making decisions, they have income that comes in. They also have expenses and things that they like to pay for or buy and use today. They also have plans for the future. And families also face what we call uncertainty. Sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. Your car could break down. You could lose your job. um, You may have a health emergency. And one thing that comes into play is how you use your finances to navigate that. And so I study how households manage their finances, given all of these concerns. And also the way that Government policies can help you manage that or better manage that. So there are government policies that help you when you're in a bind to unemployment insurance when you lose your job, Medicaid when you need health care, uh, social security can help you when you're in retirement and you need resources when you're no longer working. And so I also study how those policies help people and their financial decisions making. So those are uh, some of the st- some of the topics I study.
0: Damon, did you encounter any barriers or obstacles on your way to becoming an associate professor? One
1: barrier is that I think one of the things that you do is, you know, when you're born, there's just um this uh you don't have a lot of control on where you're born in a community that you live in when you grow up. And uh so I would say that if you just looked at where I lived and the community I was in, it's the the trajectory that I had is not the most common trajectory and so there are a lot of barriers baked into where like where you grow up and the type of schools you go to and the communities you're in and so I think that those are things that could have led to very different outcomes if I think about my childhood friends and my neighbors and where we ended up there was a lot of you know I was very lucky in a lot of ways I would say that that was probably the main barrier and then you know having Net connections. A lot of things depend on the connections you have, the social network that you have, and so I think there are some barriers there with not having as you know many as as many connections or uh, exposure to people who have had a lot of opportunities, and so that that can also make it more difficult to navigate certain spaces. So for example, in the field of economics, a lot of my colleagues, their parents have PhDs in some field, maybe economics, but maybe another field. That I think allows you to be exposed to academia at an early age to understand what it is. And so there's that. And the second thing, I I think another barrier is like, you know, I want to, and I want to be careful about this. I had tremendous support from my family throughout my life uh in my career and that's the you know main main reason why I am where I am and but it was you know it took a lot of sacrifice for them to support me and some of what one barriers you know what kind of resources your family has to support you what kind of wealth they have and uh those resources can matter a lot so you know my family was in a wealthy family uh in terms of those financial resources and you know a lot of that has a legacy in the United States due to racism, segregation and going back to slavery. So I think that that is a barrier that you face, for example, if you're black in the United States that you have to overcome. And so I think at different stages throughout my career, I found myself in spaces with peers who may be fortunate to have maybe more resources from their family that they could you know draw on as they're making it along. That being said, again, my family, given the resources we had, sacrificed a lot to put me where I am. So I'm, you know, definitely grateful for that.
0: What would you say is the most fun part of your job? And what's the part of your job that is not fun or challenging for you?
1: Well, as a professor, I would say the fun part of your job is if you look at it in a certain angle, you don't really have a boss per se. There are definitely people that I am accountable to and that that I work with, but there's not someone telling me what to do with my time explicitly. I have a lot of independence and flexibility. I get to decide how I use my time I get to decide the questions I ask, the projects I work on, and so I have a lot of freedom there that's that can be good or bad because if that means you don't have a lot of structure and you have to manage yourself you're basically your your own boss. And you know, if you're not good at that, then that can, you know, lead to a lot of time being wasted. But I definitely think that really lucky to have a job where I I have all this flexibility and independence. That's probably one of the best things about being a professor is you have a lot of independence. You also have a lot of in my position, I have tenure now, I have a lot of job security too. So I'm very lucky to have that as well. And that allows you to take risks. That allows you to pursue things that may not be popular or that may be controversial. We have more protection in how we can express ourselves than a lot of other people who are more beholden to who they work for. We definitely are privileged in that sense.
0: Then what is challenging or unpleasant about your job?
1: Uh, What is unpleasant about our job? I think that I guess I would say like the the unpleasant part is, as I said, I'm kind of my own boss. I'm a little more independent and autonomous. But that means that I'm also like my you know, I have to I wouldn't say I'm running a small business, but this I feel like the amount of uh, correspondences, administrative paperwork and things that you have to do can be annoying. I think it's definitely worth it. But you also have to manage a lot of things. You have to schedule a lot of things yourself. You have to, there are a lot of uh, requests that come your way and you have to like juggle those. And so that's maybe the flip side of being autonomous and being um, the boss of your own schedule is that you also have to manage your own schedule. In the end of the day, it's still a privilege to have that. It ends up being a lot of, takes a lot of time to, to do that type of time management on your own. And instead of working in an organization where this meeting is set, you just have to show up and you have to obviously work hard wherever you work. But here I have to set the meeting, figure out when the meeting is going to be. And there's a lot of other colleagues I work with that are in similar positions. We don't always, we aren't trained to do this. So, you know, we're very clumsy with how we do it. So it leads to a lot of extra time being spent doing things because it's not our expertise, managing time, managing projects managing meetings and things like that. But we do it a lot.
0: Damon, what would be your advice to a young person? And I'm thinking specifically someone who can see themselves reflected in you. So a Black student, a student of color, someone who is not from a wealthy family. What would your advice be to those students who are interested in economics and maybe someday becoming a professor?
1: I would say that what was very important to me was to have mentors along the way who were familiar with the area in which I was going. And so if I'm an undergrad and I'm thinking about going into graduate school, there's a lot of valuable information I can get from picking someone's brain who is in graduate school. They can like basically warn you against a lot of common mistakes and also tell you about what you need to be doing currently to make it to where they are now basically looking forward and trying to find some mentors that are further down the road than you. And I think that the other thing about going into economics is if you can find an experience that that lets you know what it's like, going into economics, the main thing that you're learning how to do is research. So getting some research experience as early as possible to let you know if that's what you'd like to do or not is uh, helpful in helping you make that decision to know if that if it's the right field for you. And that would be also I wouldn't be scared to ask tough questions to people in the spaces where you'd like to go for example in economics to university go, you can go to economics department you can look at the makeup of that department in my case for a black for a black student in many economic departments not all but in many there wouldn't be any black economists it's a perfectly valid question to ask why is that the case and you know see what kind of answers you get that can let you know what you'll be who you're Colleagues are what they will be like. And, you know, that's one view that you should definitely get from people to know if that's the space that you want to inhabit. And the other thing is that in the economics field, there are specific organizations that are focused and dedicated on increasing, making it more inclusive, increasing diversity. And those are places that will be key to you surviving this type of field. It can sometimes be adversarial, can sometimes be challenging, and having those types of groups be your support network is very important. So, specifically in economics, there are things like the American Economics Association has a committee, called a committee on the status of minority groups economic profession. They have a summer program. So I will look at that. There's the National Economic Association. That's an Association of Black Economists. There's another group called the Sadie Collective that focuses on Black women in economics. So there are some of those groups that, uh, where people have made it in this field and made a space for themselves. And those are areas where you can get a lot of support and information and affirmation as well.
0: What is the most rewarding or fulfilling part of the work that you do?
1: I would answer that in three ways. First is being able to mentor younger scholars um, and help them advance their careers. That's one of the more gratifying things. And it's not because I want to feel good about myself or maybe that does make me feel good about myself. But the thing is, is that I may, you know, I've seen a lot of mistakes and made a lot of mistakes. So it's very easy for me with hindsight to give an earlier career or junior scholar some low hanging fruit advice, like Definitely don't do X. Whatever you do, don't do X. And so there's a lot of um, or definitely do Y. Whatever you do, you always want to do Y at least. And so, you know, there's that is very easy for me because I'm on the other side. And so I, I can see things very differently from this this vantage point. And otherwise uh, younger people have to learn it on their own and you know, go through trials and errors, and this can make it their job. they can this can make things a little easier for them. So that work is easier sometimes than doing research and, you know, discovering new ideas or publishing papers and things like that. So sometimes that can be more gratifying because it's a little, it's a little easier to do. You just have to be committed to it. The second thing I would say is like in economics, in academia, you're always fighting to convince your peers that you are knowledgeable, that you have good insights, Outside of academia, there are other groups that you know they want to know what are some basic facts from your field or what are some basic insights. That's also a place where I find a lot of I find it gratifying to be able to advise people from like marginalized communities that I've been from or local the local community here in Chicago where I live, and you know talk about the economy, talk about things that maybe aren't uh, we're not getting into the the most advanced technical parts of the research I do. But, you know, we have very, very basic conversations about things. But that's also like a great exchange for me. The third thing is being able to give advice that affect policies or give advice to policymakers and to be able to weigh in on those types of debates. Um, a lot of the research we do in ac- a lot of research we do in academia may not be read by that many people, except the small group of people that are in your field or your subfield. So anytime you can try to take what you've learned and share it with a much broader audience or the quote-unquote real world outside of the quote-unquote Ivy Tower, that's also a great opportunity. So being able to do that is um, very gratifying.
0: I've been speaking with Associate Professor Damon Jones. Professor, thank you for your time. And course takers, if you enjoyed listening to today's interview, please check out the other ones. You can find out more about the University of Chicago through uchicago.edu or the university's campus in Hong Kong through uchicago.hk. Thanks for listening.